the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. History has clearly shown that Christ is required to overcome the natural tendency of powerful forces to destroy God-given rights, including the right to hear and speak His truth. Welcome to Biblical Citizen. Let's roll with your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis. Kathleen is an author and retired registered nurse, and her husband Brian is a former company president. Kathleen and Brian discuss current events from a biblical worldview, so we as believers can influence for good in our culture and in the public square. Here is Biblical Citizen. Let's roll. Hello, Biblical Citizens. You know, mainly what we talk about on this show, and regular listeners know this, is how churches and individual Christians can influence our culture and politics. Well, today we're talking with a real pro. You know, recently in some of the emails I've been getting and other communications and social media, especially related to parental notification, I've seen this name come up, Gina Gleason, along with other people who I know quite well. So I thought I'd dig into, well, who's this Gina Gleason? Because she seems on the right side of everything. Well, she's the executive director of Real Impact Ministry at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, led by Pastor Jack Hibbs, who's been on our show a couple or more years ago. Gina's been serving at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, for 18 years. She says she's compelled to protect and defend biblical values in the culture. She gets involved in politics and policies and initiatives. Welcome, Gina. So glad to be with you. Thank you for the invitation. So, Gina, it can be a real challenge, as you know, or I think it is, it can be a challenge to be a biblical Christian leader in Southern California. And then when you get involved in politics in this interesting state, it can even be a little bit more challenging. So what caused you to want to get involved? Yeah, I was a homeschool mom, and I started listening more and more to the news about the things that had affected my children. And I realized that Christians needed to speak up. And so it's been a long time already, but I just asked the Lord to show me how to be involved and to stand for righteousness in the public square, how to stand and protect my children and grandchildren and future children, children I'll never meet. And little by little, the Lord showed me those steps, but I was willing to be used by Him. And so He's done all the work, He gets all the glory, but I'm so glad to be involved in this field. How did you get started? I'm just curious. Just what what you know, step, what first step did you take? You know, I didn't really have any political background or government background. I was just interested. So I just started showing up at different events, whether they may be political or whatever, a speaker. I just started showing up, started meeting people, and by God graciousness, I ended up at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, where Pastor Jack already had an existing ministry that was involved in informing Christians about the culture. So long story short, he asked me to be the leader once the the prior leader went away. 
and I became the leader. And once he asked me to be the leader, I almost, I really didn't know what to do. What do I do with this position? And I prayed constantly, asked the Lord for his vision. Show me how to do this. I don't know what to do. I don't have the background or the experience. I was just willing. And from there, this ministry grew to where it is today. That is excellent. And that's how you do it. Biblical citizens out there, you just start going to meetings. You start just observing at first. You just learn a lot. You talk to other people. You start, you meet other people and you just start knowing what your calling is. You pray a lot. You ask the Lord to, to, to show you. So one thing that really bothered you, it seems, and got you acted as a catalyst was this issue of parental rights uh, notification policies, correct? So what's the, uh, What's the status of that issue right now? Yeah, that's the current issue, but that's not what got me started. It's just overall what's happening to our kids. But currently, we are fighting for parental rights. I mean, it's become such a big issue, um, not only in California, but across the nation. And so, you know, we started recognizing that we really need to get organized. And um, I was, I'm friends with um, uh, Assemblymember Bill Asaini, who introduced AB 1314, was, which was a parental notification um, piece of legislation, and it, didn't not, it did not get a hearing in Sacramento. They just struck it down. Um, yeah, which was and, very unfair. We heard him sp- speak about that at the Republican convention. He, they just yeah. didn't even allow it to even come to the floor. The committee, just, yeah. So um, from there, in conversations with Bill and Pastor Jack, uh, we decided to bring it into the local school board and make it a policy there, which is legal. And every school district across the state has the right to do that. So Right. And they, and they decided well, we're going to have to just do this school board by school board because it's not they're not letting us do it statewide. And the, the Department of Ed came up with this policy that parents aren't allowed to be notified of their child wanting to uh, notify, you know, identify as a different gender, a different name. But that's totally, totally yeah. unconstitutional. Well, let, let's let, so, I mean, let's our let listeners Gina have tell, to know what they're, what we're talking about. Let's though, let Gina so. tell us a little bit more about what unfolded there in the Chino Hills district. Okay. So first of all, it is, a myth that there is a state law that parents cannot be notified. Um, right, that's not there true. Is no, yeah, that is, there's no law that prohibits parents from being notified, and everyone thinks that there is. It's a Department so of Ed regulation. Yeah. Nope, it's not even a regulation. There is nothing in policy, in law, in any place in California that says parents can't be notified. And, and that's been hmm. proven. Okay. So, um, yeah, that's very interesting, is it? Because um, isn't it because parents really think that that's the law? So we knew what the law said, so we move forward with this policy. And as a matter of fact, when uh, Chino Valley Unified School District Board President Sonia Shaw went to the superintendent of Chino Valley and said, "Show me the law that says that parents can't be notified," it took him a couple of weeks of research. And he could not come up with the law. He came back to her and said, Mrs. Shaw, there is no law, which is very true. So from there, we moved forward. We organized. 
um, a, a group of us, uh, maybe about eight to ten of us, met almost every week for months, and we put this policy together. It was passed in Chino Valley, and um, you asked what the current status is. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, a, a judge just put an injunction against our policy and said that it's discriminatory. What? And so it does. Yeah, it, it has a hearing in February. And so um, our policy will go before uh, the judge in February and we'll, we'll go forward from there. But one of the things this um, judge did was um, he did not strike down the part of the policy that said that there should be parental notification if the child wants to change his or her school records. The parents can be notified in that instance. That's still in play. That can still happen. The part that was struck down was the parents cannot be notified if the child wants to use the opposite gender's uh, restrooms, um, showers, locker rooms, and wants to identify as the other gender, which, you know, just like a social um, identity. So those were the two parts of the policy that were struck down. Well, but it's still pending in court, and it may well be reversed again, correct? Might might have to so, be appealed all the yeah. way up the ladder. And it showed, yeah. to me, Gina, it shows what fear the powers that be have of even one district successfully implementing and executing this type of policy because they know that it has ramifications throughout the state and perhaps throughout the country. Well, and I just want to make a comment, too, that this method of making everybody think it's a law was used very powerfully or effectively from their point of view during COVID. There weren't any laws that had been passed that had said you have to wear a mask or that you have to get a vaccine or but but everyone thought that they were and that's the mm-hmm. tactic they use so we have to be really careful what show me the law that says that was passed by the legislature et cetera, et cetera, whatever policy they're putting forward you know that that they're making people that's called acting under the color of law and it's illegal to do that to mm-hmm. to make people think that it's a law when it isn't that's acting under color of law but let's move on to um how do you overcome the resistance of pastors who seem to want to hide from political fights which of course are also moral and biblical concerns because uh, past your well, pastor's really been involved in this and but not every pastor not the pas- the pastors aren't all as active as Jack Hibbs he's been really a, an exemplary uh, person. Yeah, well, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I think you will agree that if the churches got involved, we'd have a different California and a different America, because, you know, Christians should know about the things that are taking place in their child's school, or regarding some of these issues that we care about with life, marriage, family, gender, or religious freedom. Um, why not let Christians know what's going on? So, Pastor Jack, um, put me on staff to make sure that I monitored all of those things, including elections. And I keep him informed, and I keep our congregation informed, and I keep all Christians who want to know about these issues informed. We serve many churches across the state and nation and help them to know how to stay informed. But the pastor has to be the one that says, yes, let's do it. 
we have a lot of people sitting in church every Sunday who want to be involved, who want to take a stand um, for righteousness, but it's the pastor or the church leadership that is the hindrance sometimes. But I am seeing a change. Really? Good news. I am seeing a change, yes. This past summer, I held a pastor's conference in uh, uh, Huntington Beach, and um, we had 500 people present. Most of them were pastors and spouses. And we talked, we made our case to these pastors about why they should care and why they should be involved. And why, Pastor, you should not be the one doing all the work of this ministry. You need to find a leader who will be that person for you, your resource person, the person you can go and ask questions to, do the research for you. And that person is the one that will organize a ministry team at your church, whether you're small or you're a mega church. There's somebody in your church, I guarantee you, that cares about what's happening today in our culture. So that's what I see. Pastors have been interested in what's going on little by little. Not enough. We need more, more and more to be involved. But it really is starting to happen. You know, we see in our area, in San Diego County, We have you may have heard of it. It's called the Salt and Light Council. And that uh, that operates in some churches where the pastor is not involved, but they have agreed to let, like you say, there's groups of people within the church sometimes that want to get involved, even if the pastor, so to speak, doesn't have a heart for it. But in some cases, a pastor will allow local members of his congregation to be involved with these salt and light councils. And they have newsletters, and they sometimes they even do um, more direct efforts in collecting ballots and so on, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But So the Salt and Light Councils are another opportunity where your pastor may not want to personally get involved. Well, but or be least, overloaded. Yeah. Or be overloaded, uh, to be, uh, that's a possibility. But that there's other people that might that be willing to, t- to, to take yeah. the lead. And, so. and that's what you do at executive direct, I mean, as executive director of Real Impact Ministry at Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. I just wanted to mention the name of your ministry again. So, um, Yes, that's exactly what we do. We provide the same types of resources, materials. We do the research on legislation, on elections. We create voter guides. I actually have um, a training coming up in January for churches, and um, I have a series of trainings coming up for election preparation for the churches. So that's and it's important for churches to be trained because a lot of people do not have the same type of experience that we have. That's really good to know, and you do a lot of work. And, yeah, it it, it has impact, so we encourage mm-hmm. that. So I want to talk about one of your action items on your website, along with parental notification and working in the schools and school districts. But there's also, as we've seen, this the World Health Organization has just... We've seen the impact that they've tried to imp- impose. I mean, we we they did impose during COVID, and they want to get more power, more of our national sovereignty to take away our rights. Can't even make our own medical decisions. You know, they can mm-hmm. declare an emergency. So at now any they're time. pushing the pandemic treaty. Yeah, and so uh, how can Christians voice their opposition? 
to this horrible assault on our liberties and and stop this? How do you suggest? Right. Well, yeah, you know, more, more, most people do not know what's happening when it when it comes to the the UN and all of these policies that they want to enforce. Um, but the church is a perfect place to learn about that. So what we did um, during all of this was we put out our action alerts and we put them out in flyer form. We hand them to people as they walk into service. And maybe not every church wants to do that, but that's what we do. Uh, We put them out on the action alerts on social media. And we um, send email alerts where people can actually uh, respond to the UN and to these other entities and voice their opinion. And, but the church is the perfect place for people to learn about these types of issues that are going on. And yes, it's international. So it's so detached from the person's everyday life, but it's still something that Christians should be aware of. It's detached from their everyday life. And yet it intrudes they just i would say they don't don't know where it's coming from but i would say especially during covid it affected every moment of our daily life but if you ask the average citizen uh where's this coming from they they wouldn't be able to answer well and they they actually closed our churches they're the ones who had the policies and churches have to be closed but but pot dispensaries can be open in the abortion clinics and so that's where it comes from and we've got to stop it and yes pastors that was that's wonderful that you had that conference with 500 pastors and i think it is changing uh there's many different people speaking out trying to get pastors involved so i think they are slowly coming around but, uh, so what? I wanted to ask you, Gina, related to what Kathleen was just talking about, the COVID shutdowns, your church was notable and John MacArthur's church and others were notable in resisting the state, resisting the federal government and staying open during COVID uh, to some degree defying their, these completely unconstitutional mandates. So now here we are, the end of 2023. And we've noticed many of the churches, including a former church of ours, that obeyed all the mandates, they have not come close to recovering in terms of number of members, uh, people that are there on a Sunday. They've never recovered from the shutdowns that they agreed to. So you want to give us a little update on Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills. What is the result of you guys standing up and staying open? Well, the unintended result is that our church grew because, you know, Pastor Jack's primary focus is preaching the gospel, and that's what he, he's been commanded by the Lord to do. And, and then we as believers are commanded to have fellowship with one another. So that's what Pastor Jack was thinking about when he kept our, our church open. Um, but from there, people who had their church doors closed, they migrated to our church, and our church grew. And it's still it's retained the growth. And Pastor Jack has actually encouraged people, go back to your home church. You know, go support your local church and fellowship there. But people didn't. They stayed with us. And hmm. um, why is that? Because Pastor Jack is preaching the entire gospel. The entire he's gospel, not, he, yes. He's not leaving anything out. Right. And so 
not afraid to talk about these issues when when they come up. And um, there's a way to talk about these really difficult, controversial issues. Um, but you do it in love, you do it winsomely, and you do it honestly and in a mature way. We're not we're not flamethrowers. We're talking facts. This is what's happening. This is what you should know. This is what the Word of God says about it. That's how we dealt with it. And so our church grew. Yes, and, and there are many scriptures that say that you should stop oppression, that you should help victims of ty- tyrannical leaders and, and, and how to engage with the culture in a biblical way. There are many scriptures, and Pastor Jack is very good at at speaking to that and how these issues are impacting our culture today. So what about ballot harvesting? I mean, we have to get elected leaders that that are biblically minded or that follow the laws of God. So that's how- what I that's what I want you to talk about next Gina because you've you've talked about some things that you're really involved in. And I noticed, and I also read on your website, you, you actually wanted to talk about this, and that's what we're going to talk about. But you mentioned on your website that um, your ministry has been involved significantly in the last two election cycles. So I think that's 2020 and 2022. You've already gotten well-practiced in this. I know a lot of political conservatives that I know personally are very negative about this ballot harvesting, and as a as a practice, I am too, but it is the way things are operating. And if we want to elect good candidates, folks, we need to participate. We need to get churches to participate. So, Gina, what what have you been doing and what do you have planned for the 2024 election for ballot harvesting? Okay, so I, I'm with you. Um, I know that I have friends that also do not like the idea of ballot harvesting. But I'll tell you what, this is this is the result um, first of all, they passed the law in 2016, the Democrats did. It, they implemented it in 2018, and we got involved in 2020. Um, so, you know, every week we do voter registration, we, do, we create voter guides, and now we do ballot collecting because we believe Christians should be the most well-informed and active uh, voters. So when this um, law was passed, in 2018, the Democrats wiped us out across the board, from local to congressional seats. Our representative, Young Kim, went to, uh, she was elected Republican, went to Washington for new member orientation because she thought she won. The, she was sent home because after they counted all the ballots that were harvested, she ended up losing. So the Democrats, oh, but that happened even at the school board level. So, you know, now what we're doing is, like I said, voter registration every Sunday, ballot um, voter guides uh, for every election, school board and city council races, and ballot collecting. And in addition, this past election, we had a fantastic candidate or two good candidates. And that combination of doing all of those activities, we took over our school board from progressives. And now... Chino Valley, as you know, was the first school district to bring in the parental notification policy. That's the result of bringing good people into your district. So I say to other pastors, I have a district that members are working to protect our kids and not indoctrinate our kids. Do you have that in your district? Well, do you want it? You can do it. This is how you do it. 
And not only did uh, Sonia Shaw and the board bring in the parental notification policy, they brought in the policy that also said you cannot fly any flags in the district other than the U.S. or California flag. No more gay pride flags or any other Black Lives Matters flags at the school district. In addition to that, just a few weeks ago, they passed a third policy that said we cannot have sexually explicit books in our school district. Yes. You all have that in your school districts? We have that in ours. Why? Because we have a strong leadership elected with the help of a church. That's the result. And that's what we all need to do. I hope this catches fire across our state. Pastors and their their the people under them, the ministries and in their churches, whether it's Salt and Light or Real Impact US. Wow, we can do so much, and we just want to encourage everybody. Absolutely, so. and I've written a manual. I've worked in a church for, like I said, over eighteen years, and I've written a manual coming from the perspective of really? someone who has been at the church. And um, this coming January, I'm doing a training for churches, like I said, for election preparation, and I will be doing another ballot collection training for churches. So people can go to realimpact.us, and there is a box on our homepage that says Real Impact Insiders. That is for churches. They become an insider, and I will train them. That is excellent. So we, there's no excuse, everybody. She wrote the manual. There it is, right for you to work with. And she does the training. We've been talking with Gina Gleason, and we thank you so much for being with us today. Excellent interview. We'll have to have you on our show again, Gina. Okay, thank you. I appreciate that. To bless your neighbor, go to realimpact.us to learn more about the most important issues from a biblical lens. And once again, you can get involved just by showing up to meetings, learning about the process, and we can make a difference. Till next week, Biblical Citizens, let's roll! Join us next Saturday at noon for Biblical Citizen, Let's Roll! Your hosts, Brian and Kathleen Melanakis, seek to educate and activate Christians at a grassroots level, helping them to live out their responsibility to influence civic affairs for good. Next week, we will cover another major news happening from the view of the biblical citizen. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.